Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. I'd like to welcome everybody back to the Footballers Family Podcast. Now, this particular podcast is going to evolve sight, not just sound. So, in a moment, my guest is going to introduce himself, and then he's going to give you a couple of handles that you can get a hold of him. He's got some neat objects that I'm hoping we could do a, a show and tell tonight. I think I've got some pictures, but if you've got some things to show show me live, that'd be even greater. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, Jeremy, my name, my name is Gary Dawn. Uh, I am a uh, artist that specializes in uh, wooden football helmets that kind of have a stacked uh, or 3D appearance. Uh, I specialize in high school helmets primarily because uh, that is my interest. Uh, I, I just have always been a someone that's interested in high school football, and uh, uh, so that's kind of what I specialize in. Now, I saw, I got to see some of yours, and I'm going to, if I can figure out how to do it, I'll link more to Jeremy underscore McFarland, and I, I, I will link your Twitter handle, too. I saw some that, let me see if I could pull them up on, on my, my phone here, that look like they are almost Tecmo Bowl type. The uh, You remember the Tecmo Bowl game? Or yeah. You ever... Yes. Yeah, I did make a I did make a few of those. Uh, I'm a little reluctant to do helmets that uh, are trademarked. Yeah, uh, I can but see that. but I yeah I felt like those were far enough away that uh, it wouldn't be an issue. But yeah, I did do three of them. I think I did the Eagles, uh, Chiefs, and the Bengals. I I'm looking at the Eagles right now, and that is my favorite one because it looks. I'm a I'm an old school fan. That's Kelly Green. That's Reggie White. That's Randall Cunningham. That's the Eagles that I remember in the nineties, in the eighties and nineties. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but some of these that you're looking at, the high school ones, you have one that has a cross on it. Who is this? A- uh, yeah, that is a that is a high school, very uh, very impressive program in Michigan. Uh, it, Grand Rapids West Catholic. Uh, one of their assistant coaches contacted me and uh, asked me if I could do a, a layered helmet for them. And uh, uh, that's what you're looking at. Uh, I'm telling you, I like uh, the Titans. Of course, the Titans are my team. Titans moved from a white helmet to a blue helmet, which I kind of like the change. But I love just the, the the either matte white or just bright white. And I'm not really good with colors. Is this kind of bright white? Is this pretty clean looking? Yeah, I I I don't think they have a matte helmet. I think it's a it's a, a glossy helmet. Glossy. Uh, with, okay. Okay. Yeah, with that uh, uh, with the cross on it, and then uh, uh, it's it's got an epoxy resin finish over it, which gives it that uh, more of a shiny appearance too. Okay. Now, again, we you are and you are up to making. If somebody has an order for a particular high school, you're up to for making these. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I've had a lot of coaches that have been interested in them. Uh, that's been primarily my my market, but uh, you know, I'm open to making them for uh, parents, uh, graduates, alumni, booster clubs. Uh, oh, those are the people. Yeah, those are the people that have been most interested. I know myself. Um, 
there's there have been people that have contacted me that have got them for their their group of seniors. Um, and like I know my, my two boys played high school football and uh, you know, they got plaques and stuff as seniors, but I don't know how much those plaques meant to them. But this uh, uh, replica of, replica of their helmet, uh, I think, would have meant a lot more to them. You um, maybe you're you're the same to me. A helmet is special because it signifies that you were part of a team or you you identify with a particular team. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. And I, I know that uh, I didn't play four years of high school football, but I know that the one of the things that guys are always like, God, I wish I could have kept my helmet. Well, this is probably about as close as you're going to get to uh, uh, keeping your actual helmet is is having one of these layered high school. I'm sorry, layered uh, uh, helmets that is a complete replica of what you used to use. Okay. Now you're, you're talking to somebody here that number one has, I can turn on a car, but I don't know how a car works. I'm looking at this helmet. It looks pretty neat, but I don't know how you do it. What do you do? Well, here's the secret. And uh, it's, it's been a lot of trial and error, but uh, basically what I do, and there are guys that I'm sure could do it a lot easier with a CNC machine, but, uh, I have found that I just don't have the time to. And when you say CNC, what is that? It's kind of like a computerized uh, cutter. You, you know, you would oh. you program it, program in the cutting that you want the 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 router to do. Uh, but as I was saying, I don't want to have the time with the patience to to go through the learning curve of, of learning how to G code and prime that so uh, or to uh, code it, whatever. So what I do is. I go through, this is so old school, but I use what's called Microsoft Publisher. And in Microsoft Publisher, you can print out a banner of, of any size that you want. So what I do is I take that banner and I tape it together and I lay it on a piece of wood and I cut it out with a scroll saw. Um, and that's what I started doing initially. And then uh, to get that to get that multi-layered look, what I started to do was I stacked one on top of each other and basically cut the helmet out uh, two at the same time with the, the wood stacked on top of each other. Um, and then once it all came out, I, I was able to tell, okay, I'm going to take this piece here, this thicker piece, I'm going to make that the face mask. And then uh, uh, the uh, the helmet, I'm going to keep it a little bit smaller so that it looks like the face mask, mask is standing out a little bit more. And then I, I cut out the the logo so it looks, uh, uh, so it's kind of like jumping off of the helmet a little bit. So- do you, do you just attach that the logo? Because I'm looking at this one. If you could see the the NE, it looks mm-hmm. like it's attached. That you took yeah. it from somewhere and attached it to it. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that that that's a Northeast. Uh, that's a school that's fairly close to me. Ironically, their their uh, mascot is the Northeast Grape Pickers of all things. No, no, but, that's okay. That's it. That that's the greatest one I've ever heard. Great. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact. Uh, so that one there, yeah, the the circle that surrounds the NE is a quarter inch piece of MDF, and then those NEs are a half inch piece of MDF. Um, so yeah, and then I just set those right on the helmet and uh, I glue them on. And then once I've got the the helmet one hundred percent complete, then I go ahead and I lay that uh, epoxy resin on it. It looks, it's amazing the color that you have on that particular one. At least it looks like it's just baked on. Is that basically what you do? Cause it's, it's perfect. No, it's actually, uh, uh, it's spray paint. Uh, it's, spray it's paint. Yeah. 
It's a uh, spray paint you get off the shelf at Home Depot. Um, well, how do you get it? So I can't even spray. Well, this tells you I'm again, I'm not gifted like that. How do you get it? So it looks just like you would take a take a stencil to it. It looks so perfect like that. Well, uh, it's after I, I I've cut out these two helmets. Uh, that's when the dust bowl begins. It I use a a product called MDF, which is called uh, a medium density fiberboard. I, I call it the devil's wood because it is the dustiest stuff you can imagine. But anyway, after I get it cut out, then I start sanding and uh, you, you sand it all down. And then following that sanding, uh, I, I use a product for automobile. Uh, uh, it's called uh, filler primer. And this stuff is it's ridiculously strong smelling. I, I double up my face mask. So you seal up the edges of this MDF so that it, uh, because if you don't seal the edges or the the face portions too, the paint will just soak in and look like you never even, never even painted it. So basically I get the whole thing sealed up tight as a drum, sand it again. And then I come back with the spray paint and the spray paint is actually the easy part. As long as I've, I've done a nice job, uh, sealing it with that stuff. No, you could tell if you hadn't sanded it right. Can't you? Well, yeah, yeah. And the other thing too is, if I haven't done a nice job sealing it, then it's clearly evident because I'll, I'll paint it and I'll like, oh, geez, I can see exactly where I I, I missed. It's kind of like uh, back when you were a little kid. I don't know if, how old you are, but when you uh, we used to go to school and uh, they'd give you these red these little pills, fluoride pills. They could, you, know, you brush your teeth and you take a fluoride pill and you can see exactly where you missed. Well, it's the same way with this. I always think of that when I'm uh, putting this. Uh, filler primer on because you can tell exactly where you missed with the paint I, I love the coloring on some of these this one in particular it looks like the la right uh la rams yeah that's a that's a really uh uh prestigious program here in the erie area uh, erie cathedral prep um it does look like they may have uh, uh copied what the rams are doing nowadays we're, we're not we're not going to talk about that that's not our business we're not a yeah a, a lawyer show but it looks it's so, like you said, it's glossy, and I love how. Okay, I'm gonna put your put your work to the test. If you kept this outside, would it keep that glossy look? Do you have that? Yeah, I think. Of? Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's awesome. That yeah, that uh, that clear shell is once it uh, cures, it is hard as uh, it's it's hard as a rock. Okay, so when you say cured, is that very similar to what you would do with a with like pottery? You harden it. Um, I would think so. Um, there's once this epoxy, uh, it comes in two parts. It's there's the epoxy itself and then the hardener and you mix them up and then you lay it on top of the, uh, the whatever you're going to seal up. And I think there's like a 45 minute window that you've got to get the, get it, uh, positioned on there. And then I have found that over a course of about 24 hours, it, uh, it'll harden up and, really closer to 72 and it's it's just really unbelievably hard that gary I, i'm just looking at these and i'm just thinking uh what got you into this was this something that you saw and you think well i could do or is something you said let me try something new today well um you know i, I was still teaching in uh during covid and so covid hit and and i'd always i'd seen some other designs online that people were doing with with scroll saw I kind of skipped over that when I, I was talking about the two cutting out the two boards. That's what I, I use a scroll saw rather than the CNC. 
So I started off doing, uh, uh, I got a scroll saw, a cheap scroll saw to see if I could cut out some of these designs. And I thought, you know, I'm going to see if I can make myself one of those little gumball helmets, kind of like a 3D version of a gumball helmet. And uh, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a Houston Oilers one over here. How about that? Oh, did you really? Yeah, it's. I made a, a Kansas City Chiefs one that was about the size of my palm. Is that that's, it? Uh, no, no, that's the uh, the one that's uh, the, the bigger Tecmo one. Bowl. Yeah, the Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, I had it laying on my palm, so you can see. It's, oh, it's, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I made that. And I think that turned out okay. But uh, uh, and then I started. There was a another artist online, a graphic artist by the name of Mike Semo, and he had seen that gumball machine a gumball helmet and he started to craft some uh uh, some images using a gumball so i contacted him he's like yeah go ahead and use it so i decided to go ahead and start doing some gumball stuff um and uh a a few teams contacted me say hey can you do our high school helmet in a a gumball style i'm like yeah sure uh and then for whatever reason i kind of transitioned into this this style that i think it's kind of like a riddell speed flex style Okay. Uh, so I kind of transitioned out of the gumballs into this uh, this more contemporary looking helmet. Um, anyway, what was your question again about that? No, 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 no. Hey, this is your show. You keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if somebody still wanted a gumball, I'd be more than happy to make them. Um, there, there are too many guys nowadays that are still interested in gumball helmets. Uh, now, when you when you say gumball helmets, it, I grew up in the eighties and the nineties. We'd go to Kmart and they'd have these little these little helmets, and I'm showing this to Gary. Like he knows what I'm talking about. These are just yeah, that's small it. helmets that you get fifty cents. Yep. Um, I always wanted the Denver Broncos one. I could never get it, but mm-hmm. I ended up getting the Houston uh, Oilers, which now is my favorite team. Only the Titans, and I, I thought that was the coolest thing that you can get an NFL team in a gumball. Yeah. Well, yeah. The the thing that about the gumball helmets that I that I thought was uh, uh, endearing was that number one, it was the strangest looking helmet. And it, it was kind of like a square rounded helmet, if that yeah. makes any sense. The face mask was so goofy looking. And then invariably the sticker that went on the side of the helmet never matched the helmet. It was like a yeah. different, totally different shade of uh, like, for example, the, uh, uh, the Rams, you know, it might've been a blue helmet, but the, 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 the sticker was like, Royal blue. It just never matched. So uh, when I was making the gumballs, I'm like, you know, I'm going to make sure that they don't match. So it looks exactly like a, a quirky looking gumball helmet. Uh, so yeah, I made, <laughs> I made quite a few. Um, I, I made it like a, an LA express from the U- old USFL, uh, an Oklahoma outlaws, which I thought those, those two helmets were so cool. Uh, and then I made oh, a awesome. Chicago, a Chicago fire one, uh, which from the old WFL, which I have vague remembrances of the WFL, but I thought that this Chicago fire helmet was so far ahead of its time, uh, with, with a logo. So I made those in gumball helmets and, um, actually made some helmets, some uh, gumball helmets for some high school teams too. And then eventually, uh, it seemed like the, the uh, interest was more in this, uh, Riddell speed flex style helmet. Do you find that it's uh, Okay. I want you to use this word the way I mean it. Easier to make a gumball one or a bigger one? Uh, I would say it's probably easier to make the gumball. Um, 
because there's there's there are fewer parts to it. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, the, the speed flex one. There's uh, there, there's there's some more. There's a little bit more involved in it, but uh, nevertheless, they're they're both uh, fun to make. That's for sure. Now I look. I'm, I'm. You're you're in Pennsylvania, correct? Yeah, northwestern Pennsylvania. North, northwestern Pennsylvania. So I'm looking at your the pictures that you have, especially this one of the Bengals, which I just again, Tecmo Bowl just it goes my heart. Uh, to mm. me, Tecmo Bowl is the greatest football game ever made. Tecmo Bowl Super Bowl is one A, but Tecmo Bowl number one. Do you have a man cave of your of your own, a workshop that you've been basically uh, kicked out to? Well, this room I'm sitting in here, we it actually used to be be my Browns room, but uh, uh, it's <laughs> we've kind of restructured it and uh, redesigned it, so it's it's not really anything. But uh, in the basement, I certainly have uh, a lot of helmets I have that I've made down there. Yeah. So I mean, so you're and and I'll tell you, I put something out earlier today uh, about if a Browns fan wants to come on the podcast, and you liked it, so that kind of told me it's like you may be in Pennsylvania, but your heart is in Cleveland, correct? Oh, I, I have been suffering with the Browns since 1972. There was a they got a quarterback. They traded Paul Warfield uh, uh, to the Dolphins for the rights to uh, Mike Phipps. And I have been suffering with the Browns <laughs> since 1972. It's just been a lot of beating my head against a wall. Well, uh, I was about to ask: Is that room your your uh, throne of sadness? <laughs> it, it used to be, but it, it, we've repainted it, so it's uh, uh, there's not a whole lot of sadness in here now. But yeah. So, do you prefer? Okay, because because the Browns to me, people want them to change their helmets. Don't change the helmets, Browns. That's just keep it the way it is. I, I at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Uh, do you find that you could make something like that a lot easier without having to do some of the over overlays like the like the like the uh, Chiefs and the uh, the Bengals? Would that be kind of easier to do? To make oh, I would think so. I would think so. Uh, again, I'd be kind of reluctant because uh, everything is trademarked and copyrighted. Oh and yeah, I, I yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying that you would, but I'm just saying that that would be uh, one thing I do like. Uh, I do like it when the Browns put their numbers on the side of their helmets. For some reason, I kind of like that. Yeah. The way I understand it, uh, they didn't do that. Uh, I want to say Jim Brown. During a time with Jim Brown, they may have done it. Um, they had a they had a crazy C- uh, CB font that they were going to put on there, and that never worked. I, I, I don't even know if they I actually did that. Yeah. and. No, I, I think that the, the Browns, the way they are with a gray face mask, old school, that's that's the way to go, in my opinion. I, somebody asked me, why are the Browns called the Browns when their helmet is? That's a good question. Um, I don't know uh, colors. I can't see colors very well, so, I, I, so mm-hmm. I'm not the one to ask. Yeah, I think um, the, the, I, I've read this, and I probably should know it, but uh, – uh, I'm not quite sure. I, I want to say that back in like the the 40s, there may have been, uh, I don't know if there was an owner or something whose last name was Brown, but it has nothing to do with Jim Brown as far as I know. Okay. okay. I heard two stories behind this. Uh, number one, Paul Brown, it was named after him, or it was named after the Brown Bomber, who, um, a boxer. And I can't remember who the boxer was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. Think it has anything with with anything to do with Paul Brown either? Uh, gosh, I wish I, I wish I could know. I, I I'm not sure. 
I should know that. I feel terrible. There's going to be some Browns fan listening to this and be like, you know what? You're not a serious Browns fan if you don't know the origin of the, the name. <laughs> it's it's quite okay. Uh, I live in an area where the SEC is really big. In fact, it's huge. And we have a team down in Alabama called the Auburn Tigers, and their mascot is an eagle. Yeah, War Eagle. It, yep. it hurts me to even say that, being a Tide fan. I can't say that too loud. Yeah. But also the Tide are Crimson Tide, and we have an elephant as our mascot. So, I mean, some things don't have to make any sense. Right. right. Like the Oakland A's. I mean, I think they have an elephant as a <laughs> – is there something to do with an elephant in their, their – uh, Oakland, their please keep the A's. It's not going to happen, but please keep the A's. Uh, I know. I grew, up, I grew up an A's fan. Anyway, Gary, I – Give me a couple of things before before we call it quits today. Number one, you're you're obviously are talented in what you do, and and again, that's part of why uh, I reached out to you, and I'm glad that you reached back out to me. I like talent. I love it when people love something and want to share it. Uh, I've had on this podcast uh, people from Baltimore who are big Ravens fans, and being a Titans fan, I can't, I don't hold to that very well. But I enjoy talking to them and hearing their stories. Uh, I just love it when people are passionate about something. And obviously, you are passionate about this. So, number one, that that's awesome to me. That that tells me a lot about you, and I appreciate that. But number two, um, no, okay, number two, tell us how we can get a hold of you if we want to reach out and somebody wants to reach out for you to make something. And 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 uh, like high schoolers, uh, high school, uh, do you have to have a copyright paper or something to that effect? Not that I'm aware of that. That's part of the reason why I focus on high school, because as far as I'm as far as I know, there's not an, an issue with trademark as there would be with uh, uh, college and, they call, yeah, college and pros. Uh, but sure. not only that, but uh, to me, I, I, I just love interscholastic football. I don't care whether it's fifth and sixth grade. I don't care whether it's uh, ninth grade, JV, varsity. I just I love high school football. Uh, and, and that goes back when I was a little kid, because I can remember going to games and, and saying, God, I wonder what, uh, you know, Northwestern's wearing on their helmet this year. Or, uh, you know, Gerard, what are they doing? Or Fairview. These are the schools around me. Uh, and uh, and you're like, oh, my gosh, Harbor Creek is wearing the same helmet as they always wore way back when. Uh, so I just I always found it to be really, really intriguing and uh, I look forward to it. But um, Anyway, that's that's the reason why I focus on high school because I just I just love high school football. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, it goes back yeah. all the way to your childhood. That that's that, that's what I'm talking absolutely. about. Absolutely, Gary. That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I I saw a superintendent on Twitter the other day that posted something, and I, I wish I would have uh, would have saved it. But the superintendent said something to the effect of. Uh, there's nothing that creates a better atmosphere for the school year than when their athletic teams are being successful. And I think you could even take that to a whole nother level. When your football team is a successful football team, there's so much community pride that develops over the course of a, a, a fall season. I just think it's like a springboard to a great year. Uh, so there's there's something special about high school football. Uh, I mean, they don't they don't call it Friday light, not Friday night lights for nothing. Um, but Anyway, I don't know if that answers your question or not, but as far as how to find me, if, there, yes. if there's somebody that might be interested in, in getting a, a replica of their helmet done, um, there's a couple of ways. I, I'm on Twitter, on uh, Gary's Gumballs. 
Um, I'd made that account back when I was focusing on those. Uh, or on uh, Instagram, you can just uh, search for uh, the football creative. So uh, those are two ways. Or uh, you know, if they, somebody wants to email me directly, it's uh, uh, Gary's Gumballs. Uh, I'm sorry, Gumball Gary Helmets at gmail.com. I will. Uh, I will at least have the Twitter in the show notes, and and he's pretty quick to respond to that if you want to. I'm going to tag. Uh, my my daughter's high school in this too. Maybe they'll reach out to you here in Tennessee. You'll ship them, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we we might have to have uh, Waverly Central High. The Tigers uh, have a Gary's Gumball done. Well, a regular size, but yeah, Gary. I again, I appreciate you coming on today. This was a pleasure for me to hear uh, your love for this. Um, this is what. When I say when I made football's family, this is what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. You made my day, my friend. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeremy, I, uh, I I appreciate you having me on. Um, I listened to uh, the Football is Family podcast when I was mowing the grass last weekend, binge listened to everything, and fantastic stuff. Uh, so I wish you the best of luck in uh, with your continued podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. And hopefully I didn't put you to sleep too much. So you'll go off and mow off into another person's yard. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, I do appreciate this. And like I said, if you want to get hold of Mr. Gary here, uh, there will be the Twitter. Twitter handle will be in the notes. Uh, and then he has a couple other ways. Thank you for being part of Football's Family Podcast tonight, my friend. You are very welcome. And y'all, thank you for listening. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.